Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time this is finding you at, welcome to Scatterbrained. I came up with the name Scatterbrain because, quite frankly, that is exactly what my state of mind is pretty much at all times. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about the next thing I'm going to be doing or even thinking about something that I did before I started doing the current thing that I'm doing. Just kind of all over the place. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. So I still haven't decided if I'm going to share my name with you. I guess I'm just going to kind of wait and see if this takes off in any type of way. If it does, then maybe I'll let you know what my real name is. But until then, you can just call me your friend, because hopefully that is what we will become after you listen to me talk and talk and talk about random things. So I kind of think that the best type of storytelling is storytelling that you don't have completely planned out. Like you don't have it written down. There's no script. You just kind of tell a story and see where it takes you. My plan is to just share a story, an experience, a memory, something like that, and see what pops into my mind next. And none of these stories will relate to each other probably in any way whatsoever, but that's kind of what makes Scatterbrained a perfectly appropriate name for this new podcast. One thing I was really worried about when I was first thinking about making a podcast was, oh my god, I'm gonna say like and um so many times. I'm gonna curse too much. They're gonna think I sound like a garbage human. <laughs> so I'm gonna try really hard not to curse too much, but I did give this an explicit rating because I do have a potty mouth. Sometimes I curse and I don't even realize I'm doing it. It just happens. So I do apologize if you are offended in any way whatsoever by my cursing. So Worrying about saying like and um too much just makes me think of my public speaking class my freshman year of college. For whatever reason, the second I walked into that classroom, that teacher hated me. I don't know what it was, if I looked like someone that she knew that she didn't like. I have no idea what triggered her so much, but she did not like me. I love talking, obviously. And I always got in front of the class very confidently, presented my speeches and my projects. I didn't use flashcards, didn't say like or um, I always gave eye contact. And I really truly think that I was well prepared and these were A, graded assignments, but that's not what happened. So this teacher ended up giving me, I'm not kidding, a D or an F on every single assignment that I submitted to her and I'm thinking what the hell is going on with this lady because I know that this speech was really well done and when you are done your speech you kind of go around the classroom and people would ask questions or make comments you know constructive criticism and everyone always had nice things to say people would always compliment me on my stage presence and the fact that I didn't have to look down at flashcards the entire time so I always felt good when I was finished my assignment until I got the grade back and then I'm thinking this cannot be right so this kept happening the entire semester to the point where I was thinking I might need to drop this class because I'm gonna fail public speaking and it's gonna bring my GPA way down and I was a freshman I didn't want my first semester of school to be garbage so I go to the head of whatever department public speaking's in. I don't remember if it's communications 
if it's like a, a subgenre in another department, whatever. But either way, I found out who the head of the department was, and I went to her, and I told her what was going on, and she could clearly tell I was upset. I actually let her listen to a couple of my speeches because we record them, and she was kind of dumbfounded, thinking, okay, well, this certainly is an F material, and you're not plagiarizing anything, so it is quite surprising that she's giving you a D or an F for this assignment that's submitted on time and you're well prepared. So she's kind of going through her computer. She may not have known what teacher I was talking about exactly. But then she had a little light bulb go off and she was like, uh, you know, I've had quite a few people complain about the same thing with this teacher. Like she must literally pick one person out each class that she just decides she doesn't like and she wants to give a bad grade to. And I literally had no idea why. So she told me that and I guess at some point the teacher was reprimanded. I don't know if it was by this woman or if it was by someone else or she had to like sit in front of the board. But either way, she got in trouble and all of a sudden I get an email and it's from her. And she's like, hey, I was thinking maybe you can come to my office hours and I'll let you redo your assignments. And I'm like, I'm literally just going to submit the exact same assignments because I know that this was a material and for some reason you gave me a D and an F. So let's give this a go. Let's see if you really do just dislike me because I'm going to do the exact same thing this time. So I go and I redo my assignments during her office hours and she's looking at me like she wants to punch me. Like she wants to jump across the desk and strangle me because obviously she knows that I straight up tattletailed on her. <laughs> So it's kind of awkward, but honestly, it should be more awkward for her because it just should be. So I ended up getting an A in the class. She regraded all my assignments. I got A's on all of them, which just showed something was going on with her. I must have literally looked like someone she hated or whatever. But the one thing that really irked me was that there was a kid in my class. You know, I know public speaking is not for everyone. I realize that and I know that some people hate getting up in front of people and that's understandable. But this kid was, it's not even like he seemed like he wasn't prepared. He just seemed like he had no idea what direction to go in, even if he was holding index cards, which should tell you exactly what to say next. But for some reason, he's staring down at these index cards the entire time. And he's saying, um, and like, and he has a, literally just no idea what he's doing, makes no eye contact with the class. And he, I kid you not, got an A on every single assignment. The quality of his work was that of a third grader. And that is mean, but uh, that's true. So yeah, for whatever reason, that was my experience my freshman year in my public speed class. But thankfully, I got an A and it didn't damage my GPA. And you know, public speaking is a gen ed course that every single person that comes through the school needs to take regardless of what your major is. So I ended up going back to school as an adult and finishing because I literally was a psychopath <laughs> when I was in school, but it kind of worked out because I feel like when you're that young, you have no idea what you want to do. And now I do. So I finished school and now I'm working in a job utilizing my degree every day that I enjoy. So things have been going back to normal since all this quarantine stuff is over and all these restrictions and mask requirements are being lifted. And I'm kind of honestly missing wearing a mask. I started to love wearing a mask because I felt like it was like my little shield. It was a security blanket for me. I could run out and never have to worry about running into someone I knew because I had a mask on. And I feel like people look completely different 
with their mask on versus without their mask. So I felt like I never had to worry about running into someone I knew. I could go in and out of places. It just honestly was not an inconvenience for me at all. I enjoyed it. So when I went into a store for the first time without a mask since being vaccinated, I felt naked. It was just weird. And I felt like I was overly aware of my surroundings, not because I was worried that I was going to get sick because I didn't have a mask on, but because I <laughs> didn't want to be seen by anyone. And I remember, I think it was like literally the week before we had to start wearing masks and they had like the stay at home order put in place. My husband and I ran to Target one night. I needed shampoo and conditioner. I don't have a mask on because obviously, like I said, we didn't have to wear masks yet. We just knew that something was going on and there were about to be some kind of restrictions implemented. So everyone was kind of running out, you know, getting 50,000 rolls of toilet paper and paper towels and making giant apocalypse shelters with food and every can of beans that you could possibly get off of the shelf of the food store. But anyway, so we run to Target and we run into someone we used to be friends with in high school. A mutual friend. I'm just running out to grab something really quick so I look like a homeless person. I remember specifically I did not have a bra on which didn't really matter because my hair is long enough to cover my boobs. I just in general looked as though I had just awoken from a 48 hour nap. So we run into this guy and he's definitely looking at me like, damn, you have seen better days. You have seen some shit. You've been through it. Like what is going on with you? But then I'm looking at him and I'm like, hmm, you know, he doesn't look too good and he's bald and not by choice, but genetically. So mm, at the end of the day, honestly, I was less embarrassed to see him than he was probably to see me because he wasn't looking too good. But anyway, regardless, I do miss wearing the mask because now I feel like every time I run out, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to run into someone I know. I don't feel like stopping and chatting with people. I literally do not feel like spending a single second talking to someone, shooting the shit. It, it's a waste of my time. Sounds negative. I know. So if you hear me squirming around in my seat right now, I am currently trying to pass kidney stones for the second time this year. This is not the first time I've had them in my life, but this is probably only the second time I've had them in my adult life. The last time I had them before this was like high school or something. It all started back to the first time I got them this year, which was only a couple of months ago, but I had a stomach ache for a couple of days. Just like didn't feel good. It was really weird and I started to kind of feel better this one day and my husband asked me what I wanted for dinner. I think it was like a Friday or something. And I was like, oh, let's get Mexican, which I literally never want. I never want to get Mexican. So he was like, okay, cool. And there's a place right near us that is pretty good. So we ordered dinner from there. I eat and I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't know, 30 seconds after taking the last bite, I'm running to the bathroom and you know what's going on in there. If you've ever had Chipotle, which I don't eat anymore, I feel like they put like Miralax in all of their food. It was like that. But then I started throwing up too. And I'm thinking these mother effers gave me food poisoning. And all it takes for me is one bad experience somewhere to literally never eat there again. And I'm truly scarred from this night because I hate throwing up and it was disgusting. I can never look at corn and beans the same in my life. Anyway, a couple days goes by my stomach still hurts. This is not your average stomach ache. This is like I'm screaming on the toilet and I'm dying kind of stomach ache. 
and it's weird because like you (laughs) tmi but you feel like you need to poop but you don't but you're sitting on the toilet like pushing and pushing pushing but really what's happening is that the kidney stones are making their way into your bladder and that is the part that's painful is the trip through whatever your urinary tract into your bladder once it gets into your bladder it doesn't really hurt at all and even when you pass them it doesn't always hurt so i am just in so much pain and my husband is so sick of listening to me screaming and he's like we are going to the hospital and i'm like no 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 no, i'm not going to the hospital it's in the middle of a pandemic i'm not going so he's like fine but like if you don't feel good tomorrow still like we're going and the next day comes around and i'm still feeling just as i was the day before so i was like let me go get a covid test just in case because at this point i hadn't been vaccinated it was pretty early on i would say in the whole quarantine process and i went to get the test because i did hear that some covid cases you can have gi symptoms so i'm thinking okay this probably qualifies as that so let me go i got the rapid test came back negative so the whole entire way home from this appointment back to my apartment i'm on the phone with my mom like screaming crying and she's like what the hell what can i do for you i don't know what to do do you need to pull over on the side of the road and have me call an ambulance for you like what do you need you need to go to the hospital and i'm like no no no, i'm not gonna go to the hospital blah, blah blah at this point i had no idea what was going on I literally still thought maybe I had some kind of food poisoning. I had never had food poisoning before, so I didn't know how long it lasted. What should I have even been expecting if I did have food poisoning? So whatever. The next day, I wake up, same thing, screaming on the toilet. At this point, it's the next Saturday. So I was going a long time with this stomachache. I have no idea how I lasted that long, given how bad it hurt. So my husband's like, that's it. Like, we're going to the hospital. And I finally was like, okay let's go. So I think in the back of my head, I didn't want to go to the hospital because I knew they weren't going to let my husband come back with me. And I did not feel like sitting in a hospital room for however long by myself. So I went in and this hospital is right near my apartment. Super nice. I just redid it. Everyone that works there is nice. Like not my first time at the hospital and they take me back and there's no one there. So I get checked in and put in a room right away and they're asking me what's wrong and I can hardly tell them what's going on because I'm literally shaking in pain. And the doctor's like, we cannot give you any kind of pain medication until we're sure that your appendix isn't bursting because we might need to do surgery. So I'm like, oh great, my appendix is probably bursting, which honestly makes more sense to me than having kidney stones because when I had them before, my back hurt and my back hurt did not hurt at all this time. So they order a cat scan and for the cat scan you have to drink these two cups of dye it's mixed with water and you have to drink the first one like within 15 minutes and the second one within like 45 minutes which is honestly a lot more time to keep going on with the pain that I had so I'm just trying to get this over with and I could have chugged this stuff even though it was disgusting but I knew let me just follow the directions the way the nurse told me to so I drink it time goes by it's finally time to go back for my cat scan so they get me all set up on the bed the nurse that takes me back she's super super nice and there's a tech in there and he is seriously like a total nerd he looks at my medical bracelet and he's like can you tell me what your name is and I tell him what my name is and he's like that's not what the bracelet said and I'm like god damn it I told them when I checked in that since I've been here last time which was a long time ago I got married, so my last name is not the same. My last name is not the same on my ID, my insurance card, nothing. So they have my maiden name on the bracelet. And this guy's like, we can't do the test until I verify 
that this information is correct, like that they made a mistake and this is definitely you, whatever, we got to get a new bracelet. I'm like, oh God. At this point, I'm just pissed. I'm like, get me in this motherfucking machine before I punch you in the face. And I didn't say any of that, but I was definitely thinking it. And I was irritated at this point. They get it all sorted out and they start doing the test. They put the dye needle on my arm. First of all, he jacked that shit up and it hurt, but the test happened. It was quick, done with. Then I had to go back to the room and wait for the results. Honestly, it was pretty quick. Since there was no one there, I'm sure that they got the results back and they were able to read the test quick. So they get it back and the doctor comes in the room and she's like, oh, it makes a lot of sense why you're in so much pain. You have kidney stones that you're trying to pass into your bladder right now. So they finally gave me pain meds and I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, I finally feel like I'm not dying. And they sent me home with some medicine and a strainer. And they said, for the next several days, pee in the strainer. And if you get any big stones, save them, bring them back in and we'll test them. So I go home and I'm working from home for, I think almost this entire week. Cause I was still in a good amount of pain, even though they gave me medicine, but whatever. So I'm peeing in the strainer for a couple of days and I keep passing these little crystals. So I finally start feeling better towards the end of the week. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm pretty sure that all these little crystals were just bigger stones broken up. And I think I passed what I needed to pass. I feel pretty good. So I stopped peeing in the strainer. So Monday comes along and I go back to the office and I don't bring the strainer with me because I think I had already passed the stone. So why would I brought the strainer with me? Plus we share a bathroom with our entire building and I did not feel like having to pee in a strainer in a communal bathroom and then clean the strainer out in the sink where everyone could see. So I didn't bring it with me. I didn't think I needed it, whatever. So I need to go pee and I go to the bathroom and I sit down in the toilet and I'm peeing and I'm peeing and I'm peeing. I hold my pee in really long. So I'm peeing for literally like 45 seconds to a minute and I hear a little clunk in the toilet bowl and I look down into that toilet and there is a kidney stone. I don't know exactly how big it was but they measure them by millimeters and to compare it <laughs> I crochet and the needles that you use to crochet are measured by millimeters. So I'm looking at that I'm like how big is that kidney stone compared to the crochet needles that I use? So I would say it was probably between five and seven millimeters which is decent because they say if it's four millimeters or less, you could probably pass it on your own. If it's more than four millimeters, you're probably going to need surgery. So the fact that I was able to shoot this little stinker out my PP is pretty impressive. But what wasn't impressive was the fact that I could not get the stone out of the toilet because I was not about to reach my hand into the toilet that everyone else goes dookie and PP in throughout the workday. So I work for my dad. So I run back into the office and I'm like, dad, 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 oh my God, oh my God. Like I just passed a kidney stone like in the toilet it was huge and he was like did you get it and I'm like no I didn't get it I didn't reach my hand into the toilet to get it so you know it was gone that was it told the doctor I passed it they kind of told me like what stone they assumed it was based off of what my you know urine sample was at the hospital whatever so I'm thinking okay great I'm just gonna you know be extra careful from now on drink lots of water and keep myself hydrated and hopefully I won't have to worry about getting kidney stones again and then what do you know a couple months later I get the same type of stomachache and I am triggered at this point because I swear to god that experience gave me PTSD it was awful it literally hurt so bad so I'm thinking oh my god I don't want to go to the hospital because I know what they're gonna do and 
I could pretty much do all of that at home aside from giving myself a CAT scan, obviously. So I just start drinking a lot of water and I'm, you know, passing the same little crystals, still trying to pass whatever else is in there. So there's like little tiny crystals and stones, but I still didn't pass the main king stone. <laughs> so I'm just gonna wait and see how that goes and keep you posted. If you've ever had a kidney stone, let me know how big was that sucker and did you have to get surgery or did you get it out on your own or what? But yeah, I just was so stubborn throughout the whole process though. If you have a stomach ache and you don't think it's just straight up diarrhea or something, just go to the hospital. I learned my lesson. One thing about me is that I hate doing things that I don't want to do. And I know sometimes in life you just got to suck it up and you got to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. But to me, it's like I'm setting a personal boundary by not allowing people to tell me what I need to do at all times. So my husband and I are polar opposites in this sense. If I ask him, hey, like we're going to stop by my parents tonight. It'd be nice if, you know, you came. Obviously he's going to come. He always says yes. He never argues with me. He just kind of goes with the flow. He's super, super laid back where I'm like, hell no. If he asks me to go to his parents on a Sunday or something, I'm like, oh, uh, all of a sudden I have like the worst case of diarrhea. Not literally, but I will do anything to get out of this kind of stuff. And it's not that I don't like spending time with his parents at all. It's not that. It's just I hate wasting my time getting ready to go somewhere, driving like 30 or 45 minutes to their house, staying there for like an hour, and then coming back home and wasting like a good majority of my day. And I have very limited time to myself. I work 40 hours a week. I have other things that I need to be taken care of. So I just am always like, I don't want to go. And it drives him nuts. So even though I'm saying I'm setting a personal boundary, it's really just an excuse, I guess, because I just don't, I hate doing things. Like that's kind of what I miss about the fact that quarantine is over because it allowed me to be the hermit that I truly am. And it's weird because I wouldn't consider myself to be an introvert by any means whatsoever. I'm super outgoing. I can talk your ear off even if I just met you. But for some reason, I'm a total homebody. And I have friends, but I like to stay home and I'm a chronic flaker. If I make plans with people, like there's a 90% chance I'm going to cancel unless it's like a wedding, which also I hate going to. I always end up having fun no matter what, whether it's going to a wedding, going to my in-laws, whatever. Although I fight about going, I end up having fun. So I'm always in my own head. But anyway, um, people stopped inviting me places because I was declining their invites, backing out at the last minute, whatever. And I totally get that. They're not leaving me out of things now because they don't want me there. They just kind of get the hint that I don't want to go. And they're like respecting that boundary. But at the same time, like say my friends went, went bowling without me, which they wouldn't do because we never go bowling. But I see them post on social media that they're all bowling and I'm like, damn, like WTF, why didn't you invite me? And then I'm thinking, okay, I always say I don't want to do things. I always back out of plans. So I get it, but that's not the point. They didn't even give me a chance to decline the invitation. So it's not the point. It's the principle. It's not the principle's point. I don't know. My mom always said it's not the point. It's the principle. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's not what you said. It's how you said it. But anyway, so that is just the kind of person that I am. It doesn't really match up with my personality type, but I also am super anxious. And sometimes, I wouldn't say it's social anxiety, but sometimes social situations make it worse. It's just, it really varies, but 
I just miss having the excuse of why I'm staying home. Oh, I'm staying home because, you know, it's not safe to go out. You know, I'm not vaccinated, but now I'm vaccinated and now it's safer to go out. And, you know, it's almost summer, like next week's the first day of summer and everyone's outside and it's safer to be outside than it is inside and this and that, blah, 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 blah. So this time of me not being able to have a good excuse literally makes me a little antsy. It was just kind of easy and a lot of people had a hard time during quarantine. I am lucky. I didn't get laid off a single day the entire time. I got to work from home. Um, so I spent months at home. got to spend time with my dogs. My husband was laid off for a little bit, so he was home. And even though he was laid off, he was still making his unemployment. Plus they were giving everyone like extra $600, which is just fucking insane. So even though he wasn't making quite as much as he normally would, he was still making out pretty well. And he does all kinds of side work, so he was fine. We were fine. Of course, like the week before quarantine started, I bought a new car and paid cash for it. The timing couldn't have been worse, but thankfully I didn't have to stress financially because we weren't laid off and we were both working, whatever. I thrived during quarantine. Like I said, I just, I was comfortable. I didn't struggle with my mental health at all, which is crazy because I struggle with all kinds of mental illness, but I felt best being home. Like this is it for me. I didn't need to see my therapist because I was fine. And I paid a $40,000 worth of student loans, humble brag for a second, because I never, ever, ever brag about that. I never wrote it on social media or anything, but dude, I paid off all of my debt. I have zero debt. If it wasn't for the quarantine, I'm not sure that I would have done all of that so quick because it kind of blew this fuel up my ass to get things going. Like, come on, like we got all this stimulus money. So instead of blowing my stimmy on whatever the F most people were spending their stimulus money on, I put it towards my student loans and like every extra amount of money that I had that wasn't going towards, you know, my rent or anything was going towards that. So I paid that off less than a year. One of my greatest accomplishments other than uh, getting the diploma that that $40,000 was spent on. And you know what pisses me off though? You spend all that money to go to school when you graduate and then you get letters in the mail from the alumni association asking if you want to donate money and I'm like I just spent 40,000 plus dollars to go to school and get my diploma which I'm grateful that I did I'm lucky I was able to do it it's a huge accomplishment but I'm like come on like, how much money do you need from me it just seems insane so you know things are starting to go back to normal and to me it's exciting and it's scary and it's going to kind of force me to pull myself out of this little bubble that I was in the whole time and do things. I know I'm only 30 years old. I remember, I don't know, when I turned 20 I would have thought 30 felt so old but I don't feel old at all. I still feel really young. I still feel like people think I look really young. This is definitely a time where I could sit down and pick some things out that I could work on for myself, but I'm doing well. So as you can see, I kind of just jumped from story to story to story to story. None of them really intertwine, but it works. Like it just works because every memory you have brings forth another memory and so on and so on and so on. And when you start talking about something, it makes you think of something else. So that is what, to me, it feels like to be scatterbrained. I think each week, I'm just going to try to put out one episode to start just to see how it goes. It will just be about a random topic. I don't even know that I'm going to have ideas written down. I think I'm just going to start talking and see where it goes because to me, that's the spontaneous side of literally just going with the flow and letting your brain go where it wants to go. 
I think it should be pretty interesting. You know, if there are topics that you want me to talk about, I can certainly include those in my other stories. I don't know if I'm going to have guests. I think that could be pretty interesting and that definitely could make a whole big clusterfuck of stories. But yeah, I'm excited that I'm finally taking the time to do this. It's definitely something I've always wanted to do. I used to post these really long stories on Instagram and now this will definitely be something I cover in an episode, but basically I would post these long stories like making fun of like pyramid schemes and honestly there was one person in mind who I was like kind of mocking when I made the videos. I don't feel that bad. Like I said, I'll tell you that in another episode, but I would post these funny stories and people would be replying to them being like, oh my god, you're so funny, you need to have a podcast. You you have to, like, you need to, to do that. And I'm like, ah, I don't even know what I would talk about. Like, what do you want me to have a podcast where I talk about pyramid schemes? Like, maybe I'll talk about them, but that's not what I could base a whole entire podcast off of. But I have a lot to say. I've been through a lot of shit, seen a lot of shit, done a lot of shit. So although I would love to keep most of this lighthearted and funny, I definitely will cover some of the tougher stuff, some heavier subjects, because what is life? I mean, that's just the way things are. Things aren't always perfect, but I think that's what kind of makes your journey unique, because whose life is perfect? Whose life has gone 100% the way that they planned? I'm 30 years old, and my life has not gone at all in the direction that I thought it was going to until the past five years, which have gone very smoothly, knock on wood. I think this will be good for me, for you, for whatever. So until next time, do what you want to do. Don't worry about what people are going to think. And I'm here for you. Like I said, I'm not telling you my name yet, but I'm your friend. So signing off for the first time, I will see you. Not see you because I can't see you, but like I'll talk to you next week. Bye.